On today's episode, we've got a couple who, through their community, have helped thousands of other stay-at-home parents get started selling on Amazon. They're here to share their story and have some cool strategies that include Facebook Marketplace. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. We got a pair of serious sellers here. Steven and Chelsea, how's it going? Good. So good to be with you, Bradley. Thanks for having us. Yes, we are so excited. Bradley's brought so much value to our life, just his trainings and communities, so we're just excited to give back today. Thank you, thank you so much. And and we've got a lot of listeners uh, who I know can can benefit from from the insights you guys are going to share. But before we get into you know some strategies and different things, I always take it back to the beginning. You guys are in California right now, right? We are. Yep. Now is that where both of you were born and raised? No. So uh, we live in Northern California in a small town called Chico. That's where I'm born and raised. And Steve and I okay. grew up in the Midwest in a suburb outside of Chicago. And then he moved to Chico when he was 15. And we met a few years later in high school. Yeah. Ah, I actually high school attribute sweetheart. some of my craziness to growing up in Illinois because there's not much uh-huh. to do, you know, in Illinois. So I think that's where I found my love of mastery, just like finding little niches and just going really deep in them, you know, hacky sack and skateboarding Mm -hmm. and all these things that I think I developed these skills of mastery in. And then that same thing, when I found Amazon, I just got addicted. And I was just like, I have to know everything about this. Cool, cool. Now, now one quick, quick, completely off topic here, but I I already forgot to say, I wanted to say it at the beginning, but I already forgot. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to delay it anymore. Else I'm going to forget again. But a very important question here is, is, you know, one thing when, when people see me in person, the first thing they say is, wow, I didn't know you were so tall because, uh, you know, I'm just sitting down or whatever on, and people just know me from YouTube or from the training videos. Now I saw, I, I haven't met you guys in person. I saw a picture of you and I don't know if it's just a picture, but it looks like Steven, you're like seven foot tall and, and Chelsea's like uh four foot tall or, or else I, I don't know like what, what it was, but how tall are you, Stephen? Uh, that that picture you saw is probably pretty accurate. Um, not quite extremes, but Stephen <laughs> is six four or six five, depending on what kind of shoes he has on, and I am five three. So there is definitely ah, yes, a okay. So there is a big difference there. Uh-huh, yeah, there we is. considered at our wedding having someone bring up like a stool for Chelsea <laughs> to get on for the first kiss, but <laughs> I just I just bent down. It works out. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Yeah, that, that, that as soon as I I just barely. saw saw that picture like a few weeks ago. I was like, that's been bothering me ever since. I'm like, whoa, like Steven's like a giant like me. Cause I'm, I'm about six, three myself. So I was right. like, but, but maybe, maybe Chelsea's just like really, really short or maybe it's just <laughs> a combination of the two. Anyways. All right. Back, back, back to the story here. So <laughs> w- when you two were growing up, l- l- let me ask you first, Chelsea, uh, growing up yeah. there in, in the, the booming town of Chico, um, actually th- there's like, um, there's like a college there. Uh, there is. Yes. And that brings a lot of visitors and different people from all over for sure. Okay. So now growing up, there in Chico, where, what did you like, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, what did you envision as far as where your life was going to go on the uh, professional side? Like, what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Well, I am very happy to say that my life now is uh, way better than I could have ever hoped or dreamed as a little eight or nine year old. 
Um, I definitely grew up in a, an amazing family. Like I would say pretty typical, like middle class. Like I thought I would go to college, get the degree, be done in four years and just kind of work that nine to five. Um, I never, I, I think I thought entrepreneurs or being an artist or anything like that was like that starving artist mentality. Like I, I feel like my world was really small as far as what is capable like on the internet and different things going on. So I wanted to be, I think, a lot of different things from a fashion designer to a nurse or um, I, I ended up going to school to become a speech therapist. And I think a lot of the choices that I made or of what I thought I wanted to be were all based in security, like financial mm-hmm. security. Um, so what we're doing now um, is great and we absolutely love it. But yeah, it's nothing like I ever thought I would be doing as an eight or nine year old or high school student or or anything like that. So, and a lot of that has to do with Steven and his mindset and just like going after big dreams and big goals. Um, but yeah, I love that question. Well, what about you, Steven? What, 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 how did you envision your future being? Yeah, no, it's so interesting looking at, yeah, just those younger years. I feel like there's a lot of signs in there for people about whatever you want to call it, their destiny or their future. And I think there's a lot of voices that try and you know, um, come against those things. Like what, what the four or five year old is dreaming about sometimes could be what they could really be awesome at, but sometimes it's those parental figures or teachers or someone that just kind of tears it down. Um, I just, I feel blessed that I didn't really have those voices in my life. I did have a lot of crazy aspirations as a youngin. Um, Mm -hmm. and I definitely lean towards the entrepreneurial, uh, bend. I was always hustling, um, and trying to make money to buy whatever toy or, you know, video game or things. Uh, but I really had that instilled at early age, like you can do this, like you can go mow lawns, you can buy candy bars and sell them for twice the price at school, <laughs> like whatever that, you know, entrepreneurial thing is, I tried a lot as a kid. And uh, I actually, I think, learned the power of outsourcing, which is something we, we do and teach a lot in our community. Uh, at an early age, because, you know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater just came out, you know, this Mm -hmm, is like mm -hmm. the best game as a junior hire growing up. And I knew that I wanted to play this game like 24 (laughs) seven. So I decided I would pay my sister to do my chores. So I started paying my sister my uh, whatever money I was generating, like mowing lawns or doing whatever odd jobs, watching the neighbor's cat. I'd pay her $20 to do my chores so that I could play more Tony Hawk's pro skater growing up. So I think that that mindset of just like um, not having to do all the stuff myself, but learning to pay people to do some of the work to make it easier so I could do the things I love. Some of that still resonates today and is still what we how we kind of run our businesses is do it yourself, learn it, but then find a way to find who's for your to do's so that you can live life and enjoy family and all those amazing things. Cool. Now, now, how did you guys get into e-commerce? Was it Amazon, your first uh, entry into e-commerce? Yeah, uh, it was actually Squarespace. <laughs> so Squarespace, I, interesting. I, we were actually, so I studied um, videography, uh, cinematography in college. So I was a filmmaker and just being in that world, I just saw, you know, I was making films for businesses and I kind of fell into the Kickstarter niche. So I was doing all these Kickstarter projects for these entrepreneurs and I just was like, I always had all these ideas. I'm like, how do people actually make an idea? Like, how do they take an idea and make a physical product? I thought it was like this big, 
drawn out process. And so one year I just kind of vowed to myself, it was like, you know, you're setting goals for the years. I I was just like, I'm going to figure this out this year. And Mm -hmm. so that's what got me into e-commerce. And uh, I found this little niche that I got really into, you know, like I told you, I, I just geek out on things and I go all in. And so I found this little Japanese toy called a kendama. Have you have you heard of a kendama? Before? I have not. Okay, so kendama is you'd probably recognize one. It's kind of like Japan's yo-yo, um, and it's got three. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I know exactly ball. what that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So you like, try and catch yep. the ball on the cups or the spike, and so I got one for Christmas, just like a funny gift. But all of a sudden, I found myself addicted to this wooden toy, and I was like trying to learn all the tricks and master it. And so uh, that niche, I just kind of had this aha moment. I was like, this is the perfect low barrier entry kind of world to try and launch a product in because the people who are really into Kendama, like they're like fanatical about like the weights of the wood and the type of wood. And so any new company or product that comes out, like it's very exciting for that community because it's it's a small community. So I was like, man, I want to try and make a Kendama product. So that's what got me into like what year are we talking about uh right now uh this about. is probably 2015 2016 okay so not yeah. too long ago yeah and so that's where i started first experimenting with alibaba and just like uh launching products but i didn't know anything about amazon i just i put it up on a squarespace site and sold primarily through instagram um and at the time we were running our videography business and photography business and it was a lot of work, like packing boxes and shipping stuff all over the world, like um, to these Kendama players. And that's when I started exploring outsourcing, you know, that outsourcing mindset of like, how could I not be packing boxes every day? And mm-hmm. um, I, I, we did think about hiring local people to do it. But that's what got me into exploring Amazon. And that must have been early 2017 that I put some products up on Amazon and, you know, call it fate, call it, you know, divine intervention. Thank God for the fidget spinners. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Do you remember the fidget spinner? Yes, indeed. Craziness in 2017. So I had a tiny little toy called a Karurin. It's another Japanese kind of fidget toy that it's a little stick you push and it rolls on the table. And um, that toy just because the whole fidget spinner thing, it just blew up. And we started selling $600 a day with this little toy and Amazon was fulfilling it all. And I was like, this is so amazing. Like, I'm not packing a single box. We're making amazing money. And so that's where I caught the Amazon bug. I was like, we have to learn more about this. And I learned, you know, about product research. And, you know, those Kendama products aren't really the hottest niche on Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what took us on a journey of learning to produce more products specifically for the Amazon marketplace. Now, at this time, what was supporting you, you guys, I mean, I mean, uh, was it the videography business was kind of like your, your, your main gig that was paying the bills? Yeah. So we had, like Steve mentioned, videography and photography. We did a lot of weddings. Um, and thankfully we've always had a really um, great, uh, wedding business. We haven't had to like go after clients or anything like that. So we were pretty book solid, but, um, during the summer months and spring and early fall, like we were really busy and, um, the money was good and paychecks were coming in, but then on the winter side of things, um, things were a little bit more bare and felt a little scary as you're heading into the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as being a wedding in the wedding industry, like and just that trading dollars for hours, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's a lot of work, and I think for me, yeah. what 
when I truly became an, an Amazon enthusiast or Amazon believer, whatever you want to say, <laughs> is like knowing we would be at weddings and we'd be checking our phones and seeing like $100 come in, $500 come in, $1,000 coming in while we were at these other jobs. And for me, like that was that light bulb moment of like, oh, we don't have to struggle all the time. Yeah. So so then basically there was a point where the did the weddings uh, almost go to zero and then you were just kind of relying on on e-commerce income? Um not exactly. <laughs> we uh we still have had weddings this year even with all the crazy mm -hmm. uh shutdowns and stuff like that. Um so I would say like Amazon definitely could replace like that income, but we've just yeah. chosen out of a love to continue doing photography. When you did get on these these trendy things, was it was it kind of a fluke or or do you have some kind of method where you were able to to you know logically go through a process and 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 pick it or, or was it just luck that like for example that product that you started making like six hundred dollars a day on? Yeah. Uh it really was like um I'm trying to remember. I it was like a black box type thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to remember when did black box come out for Helium 10? Do you know? That was uh ooh. It was probably 2017, 2018 okay, around it there. It probably was an early version of black box then, I'm guessing, mm -hmm. because I remember just up at like black box is one of those things that it's just a, it's addicting. And so I would be like, yeah, we'd be like after work, after the photography business hours, we'd be kind of, you know, watching Netflix and black box. Fast forward. And you guys are probably, you know, maybe the number one group that is coaching, I think, and helping uh, stay at home moms and dads out there. But I want to go back to like, how did that even come across? Like who, whose, whose brainchild was that? How did you guys decide like, Hmm, you know, we're, we're successful and, and now we're able to stay at home, you know, more. Wait a minute. Why don't we help other stay at, you know, stay at home moms and dads like, like us to, to do this? Yeah. Um, Steven all along as he was learning about Amazon, um, it kind of became this almost side hustle or side thing that he was doing. Um, uh, I think for Steven, like he's a really good teacher and he has found that he learns really well when he teaches others. So he would literally find out all the information himself. And then he, I think you just started like a, a Facebook, group. a Facebook yeah. group of mostly family and friends. I think you would post it on a couple like wedding videography businesses, like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, teach about like what I'm learning. And that's just where it started. And as he um, began to learn and grow and grow that and teach others like others started having like breakthrough and then it was like we need to like share again becoming that amazon evangelist like we need to share what we're learning like this is too good to not share with people like um especially uh, from where we were coming from as wedding professionals where it's seasonal and it's a lot of work and you're trading time for um money for time and all of that, like we needed, we knew that we needed to share this with other people. So that's yeah. really where it started. Yeah. It was just a f like free Facebook group. I kind of just, because the, the income was changing our lives, like just seeing, like we'd be going to dinner and be like, let's check the app and be like, oh wow, Amazon paid for dinner mm -hmm. and the parking ticket that we just got, you know? So like, it was awesome mm -hmm. to say like, wow, this thing, it really was changing our lives. So we created this free Facebook group, just like to see like, so I could teach what I was learning and learn it even further. Cause I feel like when people ask questions, um, you probably see this, like you learn so much, even in just like digging out the answers for people. So, um, yeah, it was, I think it was when I, when we had our first basically 
person in that group, that free group, have a massive breakthrough, something clicked in me. I was like, you know, it's it's really awesome. It's really fulfilling to deliver a wedding video to a bride and have her yeah. cry because this video is just like so impactful. And it does like that video lives on and it has an impact. Right. But when I saw like one of our students, she moved to the US from Nigeria. She's a full time nurse and she was going to have a baby, you know, and so to see her actually replace her nurse's income and then be able to cut back on hours so she could spend more time with her daughter like that to me just lit a fire where it was just like oh my gosh this it was fulfilling on a whole nother level and that's when i knew that like we were um we were made to help other people and and our breakthrough wasn't really just for us it was for others we have um a student who again like they're not trying to get the big mansion or the Lamborghini. They just like want to have enough. They want their Amazon money to be paying for their mortgage. And so their product specifically, they've launched one product and every month it pays mortgage and they haven't had a huge desire to like launch more. But I just think like that's so cool to know that their mortgage is just like covered for every single month and um, that they're satisfied with that. You know, it doesn't have to, like you said, be the next big thing, I guess. Yeah, um, we definitely attract kind of two different types of stay home mom, stay home dad, young, it's a lot of young families. There's ones just like that, where they're like, one and done, basically, they launch one product. And that's all they really I mean, it's like amazing how an extra $1,500 or $3,000 can change someone's life. So they'll launch one, they're like, all right, I'll just keep it in stock. And I'm good. And then there's others who catch the fire. And they're like, I need to scale, right? All right, we're going to take a quick break here for my BTS of the episode. And remember, that can stand for anything you want, behind the scenes, Bradley's 30 seconds, best tantalizing secrets, whatever you want. But here is my BTS. We've talked about on Project X and other places, looking on Etsy sometimes for inspiration for products or maybe you see a trend on there. There's no like x-ray for Etsy, you know, like Helium 10 has for Amazon, but sometimes there's a way to actually estimate the number of sales, not even estimate, but get the exact number of sales on popular products. If you click on the number of sales that is on the storefront page or the profile of the seller on Etsy, sometimes it actually takes you to a list of all of their most recent sales. And then you can just check which products there are selling and you can actually see how many they have sold recently. Cool. Now, I think one of the one of the things that, that just amazes me is is the uh, the amount of people in your group who who stay engaged. You know, there's so many people who they'll buy a course or they'll buy a coaching program because they they, they see an amazing webinar or something, and and um, I mean that's how webinars are are meant to be. They're supposed to get you like really excited, and and, and then you pay you know five hundred thousand dollars, and then like once the excitement dies down, you just kind of like forget about it, and then you don't do it. But you know, like when I go in your groups uh, doing videos and stuff, it's like I'm seeing the same people. We're packing the rooms, you know, a couple hundred people in here. I'm like, man, how do these people stay so engaged? And so I was I was talking to Casey uh, over here and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Stephen does these like challenges thing. So, you know, obviously, if somebody really wants to to for the the people like me who, who are have like attention issues, you know, sometimes like when you do things in groups or with a coach and, and there's a challenge and, and there's a. There, there, there's like you gamify it. Like I know that that that's something that can keep people engaged, and obviously you guys can provide that. But what about just somebody who who maybe you know uh, they want to get started now? You know they're not necessarily interested in joining your program, or it's not the right time or something. But 
what is some what are some what is some advice you can give on on how somebody who's trying to learn Amazon at least on their own how do they stay motivated like it seems everybody in your group is wow yeah that's that's really cool observation um yeah. and that's definitely something that I think when we started doing this like actually like hey let's help other people have a breakthrough um that's something that I thought of because I I mean I'm totally with all the people who have ever bought a course and put it on the shelf and never done anything with it you know um I've yep. done that I was just actually going through the other day all my course logins I have a note full of them and I was like wow <laughs> spent I've spent <laughs> probably fifty thousand dollars on courses and trainings and yeah all those things have helped um so much but some of them I just honestly haven't even logged into you know so we were like how can we actually get people breakthrough in a short amount of time. And that's where this challenge idea came from. So we do the seven day challenge to really produce momentum in them. But also it's like a qualifier for the business because like after seven days of doing probably an hour plus a day, they realize, wow, I didn't think I had the time to run a business, but I actually do. I spent an hour a day this week doing this. And we really hit in the challenge of a lot of objections that hold people back from uh, even stepping into this business. But I think one of the most powerful days that really bonds the community is day one um, because we actually talk about the number one secret to success with Amazon, uh, which isn't what people think. Like they're like, yeah, give me the tips. Right. <laughs> and then we tell them it's your why it's your why. Yeah. Um, it's why do you want to create passive events? Why do you want to do this thing? And so we, we learned this exercise from uh, Dean Graziosi, who I think learned it from someone else. I don't know who to give credit for, but it's called okay. the seven levels deep why experience. And so we take people through this, this experience where you just ask like, why do I want to make passive income? Or why do I want to launch an Amazon business? And whatever answer comes to your mind, you just, um, you write it down, just like that impulse thought. And then you ask a why question on that thought. So like, oh, because I want to be my own boss. And then you're like, why do I want to be my own boss? And you go seven levels deep asking why seven times. And about level four, it starts to get real. Like it starts to get really deep. And by the time people hit level seven, it's like tears. I love that. I love that. That's 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 very powerful. Now, now Chelsea, what advice would you give? Like, let's say there's a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad out there who's on the fence. You know, they're listening to this podcast just because you know they, they found it in Google or talk about uh, you know they, they did some kind of keyword about you know work from home or or something like that. What would be your like 60 second pitch or something to say, Hey, consider Amazon, you know, and, and, and this is why. Yeah. Uh, well, I would say go for it for sure. Um, but beyond that, um, Steven and I really teach our Rainmaker students all about this mindset. Um, not just your why and all these things, but we want them to think about like, how can I? So if you're on the fence right now, you're thinking about Amazon or wanting to create alternative sources of income, I just want to encourage them and encourage you to just think about how can I, I feel like we live in a world where there's, there are obstacles that come up. And a lot of times people get in this victim mentality because of their past or because of the circumstances that are right in front of them. And they start to get into this focus where it's like, I can't do this. I'm hitting these walls. I don't understand how. And Steven and I really challenge our students to think, how can I like, what is something like I need to make passive income for my family right now? I need something needs to shift. And so it's where you take that mindset on of how can I, how can I make this happen? And we have seen 
tremendous like breakthrough in our own personal lives, but in in others' lives too, of just having that mindset shift of like, no, like I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to like find the YouTube videos. I'm going to dive deep into Helium 10. I'm going to gather all these resources that are available to me, whether it's free or if it's a paid like community or course, like there are things out there to make it happen and you can do it. Like you are powerful. Like there is something more for you. So I would just encourage them. And not only that, um, there are tons of amazing communities out there, like like the group uh, that you guys are running with Helium 10 and all the incredible resources, or if it's like a paid thing, but choosing into community and really leaning in. Um, there's power in community. And I think you were asking earlier, like what draws people um, specifically into our group? And it's because we've created that community aspect where it's uplifting and it's encouraging. And right now, like people have been really isolated this last year. A lot of people have been, and we are made for community. We're made for connection and people are craving that. All right. Now, now let's say one of your uh, students or, or just somebody out there who, you know, they know they want to sell on Amazon, you know, you convince them like you had me at hello kind of thing, but and they know they want to get into private label eventually, but you know, when they look at that, like, man, you know, the kind of products I want, you know, it's about four or five, $6,000 investment, yeah. which, you know, not everybody just has in, in their bank account. So what kind of methods do you guys teach your community or just that you just have some, some strategies on, on how somebody can build up, can work towards having the capital needed for that first kind of private label product? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a crazy strategy that people are doing right now. So this is just a reward for people who listen all the way to the end of the podcast. <laughs> Give yourself a pat you on know, the back. <laughs> you get the gold at the end here. So um, we, in our community, we've been doing this crazy thing, um, which is drop shipping Amazon products on Facebook Marketplace. So Facebook Marketplace mm. is such a hot uh, market right now that Facebook is actually really promoting. They're actually offering free shipping right now for a lot of products and really encouraging people to sell more than just the stuff around their house on Facebook marketplace. So we had a guy come into our mastermind group who trained us on this. And, uh, basically what we do is we find hot sellers on, actually you can go on your Facebook marketplace, like app, like the Facebook app, you can click on Mm -hmm. your profile and look at, they have this little insights tab. It's not as advanced as Helium 10, but they will tell you categories that are hot sellers in your area. And so we look at those things and then we go to Amazon, find hot selling products there, and then just list them on Facebook Marketplace for a slight markup. And the the results of this have been crazy. We actually taught this two months ago and I just made a post in the group to say like, hey, how much have you honestly made profit on Facebook Marketplace in the last um, pretty much a month and a half? And the numbers were like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,500. And the highest one we had was $8,500 in profit, which is insane. Just leveraging a resource of Amazon and Facebook Marketplace. And so um, we actually do have a video. Like I did, we did this training. It was an hour and a half training. I took like the highlights of that. And uh, you guys can find that on YouTube if you want. Um, Just free value for you. It's a three-part series to show you how to do this. But... It's just that how how can I mindset? And a lot of times people yeah. see FBA and they go, oh my gosh, it does take quite a bit of an investment to get into this thing, right? I mean, you, you've you definitely launched products. Mm-hmm. Like sure. I love your case study about the 12 products under $5,000. Like that's amazing. Yeah, so yeah. it is possible. 
But if you guys do yeah. want to build your FBA fund, this is what's working right now for our community. And you can find that on YouTube. If you just search The Raymaker Family, there's a three-part series. It's called How to Make Money Now on our channel. And uh, it's it's impressive how much people are making with it. Another like way, if that feels a little bit too stretching, is just going on Facebook. We've told people in our community to do this during that challenge week is posting on your Facebook and saying like, what would you pay somebody $100 to do right now today or $500 to do right now today? And you'd be surprised by people around you that are willing to pay you like $100, whether it's like, oh, fold my laundry, paint my like fence. Yeah. Um, just be thinking of things. What are you already doing right now? So if you're a stay-at-home mom and you do meal planning for your family or you are really good at math and are able to tutor a couple students extra over Zoom, like going and putting that out there. And that I feel like is an easy way to build a little bit of cash huh. flow or capital right now that can go towards your FBA fee. Another thing is like uh, look around your house. There are so many things probably <laughs> that are sitting in people's homes right now that could be sold to also build up um, that true. cash flow. So those are just two other like random ways. They're definitely not passive where you want to be, but you can get that cash a lot quicker than I think some people realize. That's cool. That's cool. Now we're going to, we're going to get in a little bit into what we call on the show, the 30 second tip. But before we get into that, I want to get into one other strategy. Now, obviously, you know, don't want you guys giving away your you know, your, your, your top secrets and, and your community getting mad at you that you're share, sharing this to the world or something. But what is something uh, Amazon related, you know, not necessarily about how to build a capital, but maybe how to find your first product or, or how you guys do PPC or, or how, how you guys launch or, or anything in the Amazon journey that you think is fairly unique. You know, it's not like, Hey, start an auto campaign. Duh. You know, like, but, but, but something that's fairly unique um, that you guys teach that, that you can share with us. Yeah. Um, one bonus tip for the Facebook marketplace strategy is if you are in a community of other people who are doing this, what our, our rainmakers have been doing is selling each other's products. So basically they go list each other's products on Facebook marketplace. So basically huh. one person is selling an item on Amazon, but then like 20 people are selling it all over the country on Facebook marketplace and everyone's helping everyone. Now, what is something I'm going to put this one on uh, Chelsea now. So the, these are all great strategies, and I think they can definitely help our audience. But what is uh, th this is the the part of the show we call the tss or the TST thirty second tip? What is something that you could say in thirty seconds or less that is also valuable, uh, unique, and something that's very actionable? I would just say that I yeah I would just say remember your why like why why do you want to create alternative sources of income for your family? Why do you want to be the mad scientist who thinks of this? You know, remembering back to your why, because that will keep you going when obstacles or roadblocks come in your way, like, because they will. That's all a part of life. And um, you can either choose to be a victim in your circumstances or you can be choose to be victorious. Mm. And um, I just really believe that there, in the day and age that we live in, there are so many resources, there are so many things at our fingertips for us to, like, um, create wealth for our family and to be generous and to have these big dreams that are really possible, but it's remembering back to your why and like why you want to do those in the first place. Any last words of wisdom for us, either Steven or, or Chelsea? Um, last words of wisdom. Um, I think one of the, like Chelsea said, one of the best skills that you guys can learn, um, is just being resourceful. 
Yeah. Just being resourceful. Like, like in 2020, there are so many opportunities to shift your entire family's financial future forever. That was a lot of Fs. Mm. Um, but I'll give you one more F. You have to focus. You have to focus because there's so many opportunities out there. Um, you have to focus. And I actually had a story where I, I had a dream. I, I actually, I feel like I learn a lot from dreams in our business. Like I get like little signs and little pictures and dreams that give us clues to what's going on in our life. And I had this dream one year, we were actually running all these different businesses. When we had that Kendama business, we actually had the photo, a photo booth business. We had, had all these different kind of things, probably like six or seven income streams. I'm putting that into air quotes because they all didn't really add up to be that much, you know? And I had this dream where I saw, this is such a weird dream and how I interpreted it, but I saw a pot of boiling noodles and uh, I felt like I was in this spaghetti season of throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what's stuck, right? But I saw this pot of boiling noodles and I, I, I heard this voice in the dream that said, if you just boil one noodle, it'll boil a lot faster. <laughs> and I just, it, I, I woke up and I just knew it was about our businesses. And so we went through this season of uh, actually kind of trimming back. I love this analogy I've heard before of the vine, right? Like a vine, if it's overextended, it will just grow sticks. It won't grow any fruit. So you actually have to trim it back to the fruit in your life. So we actually looked at our life. We looked at where's the fruit? Where's the where's the, where's the the produce? Where's the good stuff? And we cut everything out. We actually like sold a business. We, we, we just let a business fizzle out. We, you know, like really trim back to the fruit. And that's where our business started to really take off because we are actually able to focus and I love the, uh, the acronym, follow one course until successful. Focus. That's the last F there. And um, that was really the key for us in the last two years that just 10X'd our business and has been able to help other people break through in their businesses as well. Because there's so many opportunities. There's so many shiny objects out there. It's so easy to get focused and be like, I'm all into Helium 10 and Amazon. And then like two weeks later, you're like, oh, wow, look at this network marketing company. And then like two weeks later, oh, I'm going to do Turo, you know, and you won't get anywhere if you're all over the place. So just focus. Amazon yeah. is one of the fastest yes. paths to wealth right yeah. now in 2020. So I'm just going to encourage you lean in, just give it, yeah. just give it nine months of focus and it can change your life. I like it. I like it. Now, guys, I'm sure people might have more uh, more questions to ask you or, or maybe you've piqued their interest with the community. So how can they find the the Rainmakers uh, community and and basically how, how can they find you guys on the interwebs out there? Yeah, I would say the best place to find us when we're up, uploading new content is on YouTube. And um, that's the Rainmaker family is what we're called. We also have an Instagram, the Rainmaker family too, where we're posting. But I'd say those are the the two best spots right now. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. And I'd love to reach out to you maybe end of uh, 2021 and see where you guys are at with your community and also with your, your Amazon business. And, and maybe, maybe even uh, might have to hit you guys up for some, some photography. Yes. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Maybe we'll see. We might have quit officially by then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully you'll make an exception for your good old buddy, Bradley here. Yes. But... That would be All right. We'll talk to you guys thank later. Thank you so much, Bradley. Appreciate you guys.